Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. All right, we continue along on a Motown Monday. We'll get back to the phones on the Ace Law listener lines in just a sec. 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. In a wreck, Ace Law, I'll help you get a check. Call them at 8888-ACE-LAW. You got two Monday night games tonight, both starting at the same time. I'm going to have to get after my guy, the Birdman, who's on hold because he said I said something that I did not say. But the Titans and the Dolphins, I mean, listen, the Titans stink. Everybody loved Mike Vrabel until about a year ago. Now, all of a sudden, Mike Vrabel is just another name. Why? Because he can't get the quarterback situation straight. Even though Will Levis has shown some potential, the Titans still stink. Titans have shown a little bit of potential, a little bit of pulse on offense. I should be nice. Going against the Dolphins, we'll see. Packers-Giants, the other one. Again, Packers, all sorts of injuries, key injuries, too. Uh, so it remain, But they've been surging. Jordan Love has been playing really well. Matty LaFleur has got his guys going. A.J. Dillon is a pretty good running back. We had him on the show last year from the Super Bowl. I think with his wife, if memory serves me correct. Yes, yes, we did. Right, with his wife. I don't they remember. were talking about uh, Super Bowl snacks. There you go. There you go. Good memory. Um, so that was good. So we'll root for him. Uh, but that's, you know, the two Monday Nighters. Now, one of them will be uh, the Packers-Giants. will be on 106.7 The Fan. Pre-game coverage at 7.30 via Westwood One and the Odyssey app. The Dolphins-Titans game, not. Available is my understanding because we have the Wizards and the Sixers starting at 645. So just want to point that out. Yesterday in the NFL, we touched on a little bit of the Ravens and Rams early on in the show. The punt return for the touchdown, ending it. Kyle Hamilton, I just saw. It looks like the Ravens, according to Jordan Schultz, getting some good news, a grade one sprain. So he should be back. In a couple of weeks, again, every timeline that we think of is is just a projection. Nobody thought Trevor Lawrence was going to play five and a half days after a high ankle sprain, was diagnosed as a high ankle sprain, and he played five and a half days later. I mean, think about that. I mean, so who knows what the hell happens 
with these injuries and timelines and recoveries. And Trevor Lawrence didn't play great yesterday. He threw three pickles, but he also threw for 257 yards and three touchdowns. And he played the entire game, and kudos to him. Now, again, maybe it was the the most mildest high ankle sprain in the world, but they played on Monday night. That happened late Monday night. And he then plays on the road in Cleveland against the best defense in all of the NFL, at least by certain measures, and puts up 27. Good for him. Good for him. Um, Just a couple of quick thoughts elsewhere around the NFL. I kind of sort of teased this earlier. I did. The Bears whoop up on the golden child. You know, like Ben Johnson, we, we treat him like his poop doesn't stink because he's designed two top five offenses. Boy wonder Ben, as I called him on Twitter yesterday. I don't know. That's a couple of weeks since Thanksgiving when Joe Barry's Green Bay Packer defense embarrassed boy wonder Ben. And yesterday, Matt Eberflus, Montez Sweat, and the rest of the Bears got after boy wonder Ben and his offense, shutting them down. 267 total net yards of offense for the Lions yesterday. 28-13 Bears, who are now 5-8. and eight. Montez Sweat, with all sorts of pressures and hurries, I don't know what the final numbers were, but I know this. He had five tackles and a sack and a bunch of other pressures. If they can keep their top corner Johnson in free agent, maybe. Who knows? And and if they continue to play this well down the stretch, is it such a sure thing that Iberflus is gone? Probably not, right? And speaking of which, I'll just spend a moment on this. There was a report. I don't know the reporter. Um So I'm taking a little bit of a leap of faith here, if I'm being honest. But basically he said that Montez Sweat was saying how impressed he was with Matt Eberflus and the Bears coaching staff. And their commitment and their, uh, and I'm trying to find the exact uh, quote. But he referenced, although this wasn't in the tweet that I saw, he referenced how that wasn't the way it was from where he came. And basically, it was a, again, a kick in the ass, a a slap in the face, whatever, to the commanders. Now, again, I, I want to be careful. I was not there. I don't have an exact quote. Um, And I'm not trying to make a big deal out of this, but it's interesting because Montez Sweat was shown a lot of love by this coaching staff. Rivera, Del Rio, so on and so forth, except for the ultimate fact that they didn't pay him long-term. And we have to keep that in mind, right? We have to keep that in mind that Montez Sweat may have been treated a lot better than Chase Young was here. But, and that's a big but, he was treated better here than Monta- than Chase Young. He also deserved that, but he wasn't paid here. And he was paid by the Bears. 
and things are going really well. He has three and a half sacks, Montez does, in his five games. The Bears have become a top five defense, according to a bunch of the metrics and measures, since that point. He told Daniel Greenberg, uh, again, I, I don't know Daniel Greenberg, it's not Mike Greenberg, he said, Head coach Matt Eberflus deserves a lot of credit for continuing to keep the team together because it wasn't like that where he was. Quote, this is a really tight group. Eberflus is a great coach. He keeps us motivated. A lot of respect for him as a coach. Now, again, there is no direct quote saying what he said about Monta- uh, about Ron Rivera, but the reporter is paraphrasing what Montez said about Ron Rivera. Whether you want to believe it or not, I'm sure many of you do. That's really kind of the first public criticism that I remember about directly about Rivera on the record. I mean, we've heard, hey, I wish they didn't give Eric Bieniemy so much control and power from unnamed players. We have not heard, to my knowledge... Any player come out on record and said, yeah, Ron Rivera sucks. Yeah, Ron Rivera's not good. Yeah, Ron Rivera's this. Yeah, Ron Rivera's that. Nobody's really done that. But Montez Sweat, playing now for a different organization, is throwing bouquets of flowers at Matt Eberflus, talking about how it's a really tight group, and obviously they're playing as such. And, again, paraphrasing, because there isn't a direct quote that I've seen, and even my buddy George Carmi asks for a direct quote, uh, but we don't have one that I've seen. And Greenberg basically, again, says that while Eber, that Sweat says Eberflus deserves a lot of credit, it wasn't like that where he was, meaning in Washington. So that's interesting. I don't know if that's important, as Ron often likes to say. You know, Ron often, I, I think the the thing is, is it's all about what's important as opposed to what's interesting or some version of that. That's interesting. It's probably not important, but it's interesting. That Montez Sweat starting to take a couple of shots at the P.O. Pinata. Again, remember, he got paid by the Chicago Bears. That makes a lot of people say a lot of things. And they're having success. It's easy or easier to chirp when you're heading upward or when you're almost at the top of the mountain. Almost at the top of the mountain would be a stretch. I mean, come on, the Bears are they're six and eight or whatever it is. But you get my point. You get my point. Interesting. All right, let's get to the Birdman, who uh, apparently earlier <laughs> today uh, said I uh, thought that uh, said I picked the Giants to beat the Packers, which is not true, Birdie. you got to clean the wax out of your ears. Now, I did say the Ravens were not going to win the AFC North. You are correct about that, my friend. I was wrong, but I did not say the Giants were going to beat the Packers tonight. How are you, pal? I'm good. And you know what? That means that we're two and, you're 2-1 and one because <laughs> um, you picked the commanders to win the playoffs, to make the playoffs, which is not going to happen. That would be 1-2, math major. Well, you know, I'm a government employee, so there you go. Yes, you are. Um, <laughs> yes, you are. So, um, I, know and, what, I know what you do, but the people don't know what you do. Yeah, yeah. But, and, I, but I'm better than um, the people. 
You're better than the people. Yeah. Um, and, and not only did you not predict that the Ravens were not going to win the AFC North, you did not even predict that they would make the playoffs. So yeah. I just want to remind you of that. I mean, I was banking on the fact that Lamar Jackson was going to get hurt like he has the last two years. I mean, kudos to him. He's still standing. Now, it could happen, well, but kudos to him. He's still standing. I mean, that's great. And, I'm ha- listen, and, and don't look listen, down, Chris. Listen, wait, 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 wait. I just want to make something clear. You, you think I don't like the Ravens. I love everything about the Ravens and how they have operated. I mean, I wouldn't have spent that much money on Lamar because, again, like he had missed 13 games down the stretch in the last two years. That's me. But I'm not a GM. I'm allowed to be wrong. They're not – I mean, they're allowed to be wrong, but they so far right now haven't been wrong, and they're 10-3, and and they're going to the playoffs, and they'll probably win the division, and they'll probably have the one seed in the AFC, and everything's got to come through the Charm City. Now we'll find out more then when he's got to go against Miami's defense, when he's got to go against – I don't don't think they're having the one seed, Chris. I don't see that. Why wouldn't? I – I, I, because they would have to win out one of those games against Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, Hamilton's out. I don't see. I, I think their schedule. Oh, you're, say, you're saying they would brutal. be toppled the rest of the way in the regular season in all likelihood. Okay, right. I mean that's fair. Yeah. That yeah, that's fair. I mean because they only have a one game lead right now over Miami. Um, but I mean they, they're better than Jacksonville. The they're better. They're better than Jacksonville. They're better than Kansas City. They're better than Denver. The only team that is in question that they're not better than is Miami, and I would say this. I mean, while Miami is likely to win a game in really nice weather and whatnot, if somehow you could get Miami in inclement weather in Baltimore, something similar to yesterday, just a lot colder, then Miami is not Miami. But that's an if. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, you know, we got Miami here at the bank the week after Christmas. So our stretch runs Jacksonville, Oh, your phone stinks. Tell the government to get you a better phone, pal. Oh, is that better? Yeah, it's better. So, so, so we, we, we go to Jacksonville. Then um, we go to San Francisco. Yeah. Then we come home that's to, tough. to go against Miami. That's yeah. brutal. Yeah, that's a brutal stretch. No, you're right. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, so, um, e- either way. Either way, I was totally wrong on the Ravens. I'm right about a lot of things. I'm not right about everything. You, you see, Matt? There you go. Hey, Matt, do me a favor. Roll some tape because Chris just said he was wrong. So Whoa! roll some tape. <laughs> I said it in my own um, special way. I said I'm right about a lot of things, not everything. So, so, so Chris, real quick, um, two more things. One, I don't see the red, the uh, the uh, commanders laying down as much as I like to say that it will. Um, the players don't know where their checks are going to be coming from next year. And it's just like Ron Rivera to just stick it to the commander's organization because he knows he's on his way out. And then, two, the whole Frank Wycheck thing yesterday. Um, I, I tell you what, the league really needs to figure out what they're doing with CTE. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that because if you remember, he wanted his brain to be taken yes. into for, you know. Yeah, he um, worked with, like, and, uh, Chris Nowinski, who, you know, uh, everybody kind of knows is like – you know, a, a, a former wrestler turned concussion uh, specialist, doctor, what have you, who's very, very, very uh, on top of things with CTE. 
Yeah, yeah. And then Thursday night, if you remember, T.J. Watt goes out. Um, and then he they, was, yeah. He, he came back in, and then they diagnosed yep. him with a concussion. It's a, mo- it's a moving target, man. It's a moving target. You know this. I know this. I mean, it's dangerous. I mean, we, you know, we saw it all last year with Tua. Um, you know, I don't know what the right answer is, but, um, you know, I, I, this is why I do not get upset when the NFL does fine and suspend people for lowering their helmet, even offensive players. I mean, you know, they are trying to do everything they can to teach you to play football in a safer manner. Because they know the yeah, dangers no. of CTE and concussions. Yeah, Minshew did it yesterday. Yep. Minshew did it Absolutely. yesterday. He lowered, her, he lowered his head. They never took him out of the game. Absolutely. He, he gets up all wobbly. So Absolutely. I, I don't get it. All, all right, guys. All right. Have a good one. See you, Bird. Appreciate it. Birdman coming in and spoiling the party. Here I am crowning the Ravens' ass, and all he wants to talk about is how tough their schedule is. I mean, their schedule is tough. Don't get me wrong. But they are 10-3. and three. They do have a game lead, and they do have at least they control somewhat. Uh, well, they control their destiny because they're two games clear of Jacksonville and two games clear of Kansas City, just one game clear of Miami. And obviously, we'll see what Miami does. Miami can get tied with them at 10 wins tonight if they beat uh, Tennessee. 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. Coming up, some thoughts on the Eagles and the Cowboys, then Jay Gruden, and we'll get into the fiasco at the end of the Kansas City-Buffalo game with Jay. Plus, more thoughts on the NFL. All to come. The remainder of this hour right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Hey, Mel. Bri here. Got to work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Daddy. Hey, Mikey, if you're going to puke, find the popcorn bowl. But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm going to get you that budget just as soon as... Right. Mikey, popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. All right, right back at it uh, here on a Motown Monday. Uh, Let's get into the Cowboys and the Eagles from last night. We told you on Friday, thought the Cowboys would win. Obviously, we turned out to be right. Every once in a while, 
a blind squirrel finds a nut. But we didn't think, I didn't think, I shouldn't say we, because you know, I'm speaking for Matt and the whole show, I didn't think it would be a one-sided blowout. So I was wrong. 33-13. I really thought the Eagles would play better, harder, tougher, what have you. They did not. Their defense is a mess. Right from the very get-go, a five-minute touchdown drive, 75 yards, 10 plays. There was a, I think, a holding penalty. Dak scrambles to the left, throws it to C.D. Lamb, 13 yards, bing, bang, boom. They pick up the flag, obviously, uh, and it's a touchdown. Now, Brandon Aubrey's becoming a huge national story. If anybody's been watching the Cowboys all along, he's been doing this all year. Obviously, he's perfect. I think he's 30 for 30 or whatever it was. Uh, it's like a documentary. Um, you know, you should try that one time on ESPN, maybe. Uh, but Aubrey, 60. Aubrey, 59. Aubrey, 45. Aubrey, 50. I think the average distance of the four kicks were like 53, 54 yards, all-time NFL record based on a minimum of four kicks. Again, 60, 59, 45, and 50. That's 12 of your 33 right there, which is to say, well, at least the Eagles didn't give up touchdowns on those drives, but again, They allowed the Cowboys to put together on those kicks an 11-play 44-yard drive, a 9-play 56-yard drive, a 13-play 37-yard drive, which is ridiculous, um, and a 9-play 34. I mean, so they were shorter drives in terms of yardage, therefore leading to the longer field goals. But they're on the field, meaning the, the Eagles' defense On those four field goal drives alone, for nine plays, 11 plays, that's 20. Nine plays again, that's 29. And 13 plays, that's 42 plays on defense. And the Cowboys got four field goals out of those four drives. 42 plays overall. They ran 74 plays, did Dallas. Their time of possession was 36-36. See, here's the deal. You can not score touchdowns all the time if you operate the way the Cowboys did last night. Efficiently. Efficiently. They ran the ball effectively enough. Pollard only had 59. Dowdell had uh, 46. Kevon Turpin had 22 on a uh, end-around carry, and Dak had 11. They ran the ball, did the Cowboys, for 138 yards. Again, nothing tremendous, well above the league average, but they converted nine of 16 on third. Uh, yeah, nine of 16 on third down. They had 394 net yards of offense. They had one turnover. The Cowboys. The Eagles, on the other hand, had three turnovers. And just when you thought, like, the Eagles were going to kind of get back in the game and and, and maybe hang around, you had the one Jalen Hurts fumble. You had A.J. Brown with a lost fumble. 
and you had Devontae Smith with a lost fumble. I mean, how many games do you have two wide receivers and both losing fumbles? So Jalen Hurts, who's going to get a lot of blame, I guess, didn't throw any interceptions. Clearly, he did not shoulder the load, throwing for less than 200 yards. And no touchdowns, by the way. But again, and he had one of them, you can't turn the ball over three times on the road against a team that is either equal with you, certainly on the same block in the neighborhood, if they're not equal as you, or maybe they're even better. Maybe they're even better. And when is it time? You know, we live in a society where you all judge everything by coaches. Like, players don't matter. Coaches matter. When is it time, if we're going to live in that world, which many of you live in. I don't live in that world. Many of you live in. When is it time that we're going to shut the bleep up about Mike McCarthy? And just say, you know what? Maybe we were wrong. Maybe Mike McCarthy should have done more with Aaron Rodgers. Maybe Mike McCarthy should have done more with the Cowboys. Mike McCarthy's won 12 games in each of the last two years. Now he's won 10. Well on the way for 12, three years in a row, maybe more. Won a road playoff game ending Tom Brady's career last year. And fired, had the grapefruits to fire Kellen Moore, who everybody thought, hey, that guy should be the head coach because, ah, he's sexy on offense. Look at, look at Kellen Moore. He made, he made Tony Pollard a great player. He made Dalton Schultz a great player. Kellen Moore did just by himself. Nothing to do with Mike McCarthy. He took over. He fired Kellen Moore. Oh, by the way, anybody check out the Chargers on offense even before even before Justin Herbert got hurt? He fired Kellen Moore, took over the offense, took over the play calling, and here the Cowboys are. Winners of 10 already. Now tied with the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC East. And they have the, uh, I think. Uh, they have the tiebreaker. Because they have the tiebreaker because they have a better division well, record. They right? beat the Eagles. Well, no, the Eagles beat them one one time too. I believe they haven't. Yeah, no, no. They beat them earlier in the year, like week six, I want to say, at Lincoln Financial. The Cowboys were close. Are you the, sure? Because the next matchup is Cowboys-Eagles week 14 in Philly. I don't think, uh, I think that was the first matchup between Cowboys-Eagles. No. I mean, NFL GSIS, November 5th, at Eagles, lost 28-23. I do not know what I'm looking at. Yeah, I don't know what you're looking at either. But I love you anyway. Either way, I, I the, the Cowboys right now have the tiebreaker because of the one more win in the division. But again, things have to be sorted out before we go any further. But everybody is up in arms because Jalen is not Jalen. Of course, he's not healthy. One. Two, the Philadelphia secondary stinks. 
I mean, I was watching something. Seth Joyner, longtime Philadelphia Eagle linebacker, good player back in his day, was saying, you know, that they were really soft. They don't like to tackle. Darius Slay went on his podcast. He's like, ah, you know what? We, we uh, you know, I want to play with my kids. You know, we, we have to learn a different way to tackle. We can't do what you guys did. Which is a fair rebuttal. The game has changed. But I would also say it's coverage, too. It's not just tackling. It's coverage. And don't forget about this. The Eagles, even though they drafted really well, we think, and that paid off in a touchdown last night after Fletcher Cox lit up Dak Prescott, that got them back in that game, with Jalen Carter recovering it and rolling in for the touchdown. They lost Javon Hargrave to the 49ers in free agency. They lost Chauncey Gardner-Johnson in free agency to the Detroit Lions. You know, they lost some pieces. They lost uh, Edwards, their linebacker, to the Bears in free agency. They lost some pieces. They are not the same defense by any means. All right, 231, Team 980. Jay Gruden straight ahead right here, right now, after a quick trending alert. All right, we mentioned a double dip on Monday night football tonight. The Green Bay Packers at 6-6 and surging, heading to MetLife Stadium. Four and eight Giants and Brian Dayball await 8-15 kickoff. You can hear it, 106.7, the fan, the Odyssey app via Westwood One. Meanwhile, the Tennessee Titans, uh, after um, they uh, are starting, uh, after they've started four and eight is what he wanted to say, against the Miami Dolphins at nine and three, who haven't played since that blowout win here in Washington, that game also at 8-15. Meanwhile, from College Hoops, Arizona uh, stays ahead of a number one or in the uh, top 25 after beating the Wisconsin Badgers over the weekend, 98-73. to They get all but one first-place vote in the top 25 of the AP poll that just came out, and they will play Purdue coming up shortly, as in this weekend, and that's what's trending. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. back at you on a Motown Monday. So we had some thoughts there, obviously, on the Philadelphia-Dallas game. We haven't even touched Kansas City-Buffalo because I wanted to do that with our next guest. He joins us every Monday at 2.30. Right here on the BetQL guest hotline, he is the former head coach of the Washington Redskins, longtime offensive coordinator in the NFL with the Jaguars and the Bengals. On air and on the road, Jay Gruden is driven by the Ted Britt Automotive Group. Ted Britt Ford in Chantilly and Fairfax, your F-150 headquarters in Ted Britt Chevrolet. In Sterling, all home to Ted Britt for life. Lifetime vehicle coverage. See and shop them all at tedbritt.com. You can follow him on Twitter. He is very entertaining, at Coach underscore Jay Gruden. And Jay is with us here on this Monday afternoon. Hello, Jay. How are you? Hello, Chris. How's your time in Boston? It was good. It was good. Have you been to an Army-Navy game, or have you not had that experience? You have have not. not. That'd probably be the only game I would probably go to in person. Okay, so here's the deal. Next year, it's at your former stomping grounds, FedEx Field. So I think you got to come up, and we, we, you know, I mean, we can hang out. We can, uh, you know... We can do all sorts of things and and get you to an Army Navy game. I got some people now, you know. That's good. You got to have some people. <laughs> I'm in. I mean, I mean, how how much would you love to be back at FedEx Field again? <laughs> For Army Navy game, sure, I'd be okay. glad to go. There you go. That was great. I mean, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm sure you, um, uh, you know, look. Even though you don't have a direct tie to that, you realize, okay. It's not Alabama, Georgia. We all understand that, but it's for a different purpose, and those kids play their asses off, and it just means more, you know? I mean, and, and I'm so glad they get the the national stage before the Heisman with no other competition because it would be really hard to compete, you know, as you know, with the SEC or the Big Ten or whatever. I'm so glad they get at least that stage to themselves. Yeah, I watched that game, and I thought that quarterback sneak might have just crossed the plane by yeah. a fraction of an inch. I couldn't but, tell, Jay, because I was at the other end of the field, so you thought he did get in. Uh, maybe the toe of the, the the very end of the ball no. at the very end of the mm. goal line. It was, <laughs> I don't think he got in, but yeah. it was, they should have called it in just for okay. the excitement part. All right. Now, they still would have needed a two-point conversion, but uh, that being said, yeah, but, uh, you know, that that game, you know, again, has come down to would have covered that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and they did go over. So, uh, you know, uh, but but that game, you know, listen, it's interesting because, again, as we know, it's not Alabama, Georgia or anything like that. It's, I mean, you're going to see better quality football. And we all know how people, you know, kind of view the passing offenses and, and, and whatnot. But, you know, when you talk about playing hard and playing with effort and consistency and hustle and motor and playing self uh, unselfishly that's what you get in that game which is not what you always get uh in the NFL uh but definitely try and come up uh for next year's game with uh you know I I think you'd really really enjoy that all right uh let's get to this Jay um 
And, and, you know, thankfully we don't have to talk much about the Commanders because, uh, well, they didn't lose yesterday. They also didn't play. Uh, but the end of the Kansas City-Buffalo game, uh, look, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I know Patrick Mahomes is frustrated. I get it. I understand that. He's probably frustrated from last Sunday night when they didn't get the call against Marquise Valdez-Scantling and at the end on the Hail Mary and the push against Kelsey. But what is he what is he talking about? I, I mean, I'm sorry, it's not the official's problem to be like, hey, hey, he's off sides before you run a play. Am I missing something there? No, you're not. And technically I guess he was off sides by a letter of the rule, but it's very similar to the Terry McLaurin right. play last year. You remember when he was off sure. the ball or on the ball and it was a big penalty and Washington scored, which would have won the game and sure. said they called the five yard penalty because of the fraction of an inch. So, yeah, uh, I, I don't see him being that far offside for him to make a call, but maybe the referee stand. He was on the sideline. He had the best view, and if he couldn't see the ball, I guess maybe it was offside. But a lot of times that center comes up, and when the ball's on the ground, the receiver's already moved up, then he puts his hand on the ball, and he kind of lifts it up a little bit. So maybe he lost sight of the ball that way. But, you know, I guess every replay shows that I'm offside, and they had to call it, but I would prefer him not to call that because it had no bearing on anything whatsoever. But, you know, I just I just hate I hate that call. Hate uh, you know that that's fair. All of that is fair. Um, I guess, I, I guess where 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 I'm coming from, and take me through your experience. Uh, would you get a lot of notifications from officiating throughout a game, early in a game, what have you, if one of your guys was lining up in the neutral zone, lining up offsides, or is that kind of a, a thing that really doesn't exist? Like, how does that work between the head coach no. and the officiating crew? And does it d- differ from crew to crew, I assume, right? No, it's the receiver's responsibility and the side judge to really communicate that if I'm on and off and all that stuff. The only notification we'd ever get was for our tackles, Morgan Moses being too far back or Trent or whoever. And they said they'd give you a warning, and then if you scooted them up, there's no problem. If you didn't, you throw, get the penalty thrown on you. But the receiver's responsibility is Tony's responsibility is just look back and say, make sure he's okay. And, and, and for him not to do that, it's on him. Um, but still, still how, how it, would it was you, an inch. Yeah, how would you deal with a player like Kadarius Tony, who has made some really, really, really important plays, including, my gosh, the, the, the short little uh, zigzag touchdown uh, in the Super Bowl, the big punt return in the uh, touchdown. He was good down the stretch last year after they made the trade for him. He's been okay at times this year, but he's had all sorts of penalty issues, drop issues, what have you. How do you coach a guy like that that seems to be, you know, for lack of a better term, a little bit of a football knucklehead? Yeah, it's frustrating. He was a first-round pick at the Giants, and they got rid of him for a third, I think it was. So yeah. He obviously has some issues, and it's not talent-related. It's more accountability-related, it seems like. Um, some of the things, it's concentration-related, probably. And he's got the talent, he's got the speed, he's got the ability. It's just sometimes he just has some mental uh, dysfunctions at times where he loses focus, loses concentration, and that's a key part of this game. You have to be focused and concentrated into the game uh, for three hours, mm-hmm. and you got to concentrate. You got to know your job. You got to know your assignment. Know your alignment. And you got to be in the right spot. Accountability is one of the most key uh, things to have as a football player. Obviously, you got to have talent, but you got to be accountable for what you do, and, and you got to do it right. And he's not doing it. Jay Gruden joining us. Make sure you follow him on X slash Twitter at Coach underscore Jay Gruden. Very entertaining as always. Uh, he is with us on the BetQL guest hotline. As far as Buffalo goes. 
I mean, look, they kind of butchered the clock themselves uh, right around the two-minute warning, uh, didn't burn any time off. They get away with it. That's a huge win for Sean McDermott, considering where their record had been, their last game, that overtime loss in Philadelphia, which they should have won. Then McDermott, you know, it comes out that he said something stupid about 9-11, and he had to deal with that. Von Miller had been arrested the week before. I mean, there really was no mental bye week break, and yet the Bills go on the road, and I know Kansas City didn't have Pacheco, uh, but that is, I mean, that's a huge win for McDermott and the Bills. Yeah, they're right back in it. They're seven to six. The Bengals, the Broncos, the Texans, the Colts, the Steelers are all seven to six. The Browns are eight and five with Flacco. The Jaguars are leaking oil. They're eight and five. So they get in the playoffs. Anytime you have a guy like Josh Allen, you enter the playoffs. You got a chance to win every game. And if they can sneak in there, I think there'll be a lot of teams that don't want to face them in the first round. Jay Gruden is with us. Um, so moving on to the other action, I was just talking about Philadelphia and Dallas before you joined us. I mean, Dallas clearly is surging right now. We all can see that. Dak playing out of his mind, so on and so forth. Can that much change going from play caller to play caller, i.e. Kellen Moore last year and for the previous couple years, to Mike McCarthy? Or is it simply their offensive line is a little bit healthier and their playmakers on the edge are really obviously helping out Dak and then he's elevated his game? What do you attribute, I guess, uh, to the surge for Dallas? I think a little bit of both. I think Adam Brandon Cooks helps. I think the offensive line is healthy, and they're playing at one of the highest levels in the NFL. And obviously Dak is not turning the ball over at the rate he was last year. So uh, when you add the no turnovers, um, Dak feels just looks. He looks a lot more confident and in charge of this offensive system that they're having. He knows where to go with the football, and guys are getting the ball, and they're making a ton of plays, and a lot of different guys are doing it. They don't have to rely on C.D. Lamb every game. They don't have to rely on – the running game, they can do it all. They can uh, hit you short, they can hit you deep, and they can hit the, hit you with the running game. So they're a dangerous football team, obviously. They look like tops in the NFC with San Francisco. Looks like a two-horse race to me, but you never know what uh, happens in four weeks. You went against McCarthy in that playoff game in January of 16 when he was still with the Packers, and obviously you were here, uh, and that was, you know um, – uh, after Kirk's, I guess, first big year as a starter. Um, what do you think of him as a head coach and a play caller? Because he had so much success in Green Bay, yet they only won one championship. And then he had the falling out with Aaron Rodgers, and then people have had a major issue with him in Dallas, but yet he seems to win 12 games every year. Yeah, he's a great offensive play caller. He has been for a long time. And obviously at Aaron Rodgers, and everybody said, well, it's because of Aaron Rodgers. And then he comes here with Dak Prescott and – uh, and he's doing a heck of a job. He uh, knows the West Coast offense extremely well. He knows how to mix it up. He knows the play-action game, and he's a veteran play caller. What can you say about him? He's got some good players around him. Jerry Jones and that staff personnel-wise have done a great job protecting that offensive line, uh, making a defense out there, getting Stephon Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Um, and despite losing a key corner, they had another corner. They're playing very good, so – they don't really have a weakness on that football team. I thought it was their lack of size of the linebacker and maybe their defensive line, but they're holding up against the run a lot better than I thought they would. And if they can do that, then they're very, very good, obviously. Dan Quinn is a guy that is going to get a lot of mentions for a head coaching uh, opportunity, a second go around, and maybe even here. Who knows? Um Thoughts on him and his scheme? You just mentioned they're stopping the run, even though they're a little bit undersized and they've been thinned out because of injury. They lost Van Der Esch. Uh, they lost their top corner in Diggs, obviously, earlier in the year. Uh, but, but you know, Mike – I mean, listen, it helps to have Micah Parsons, but the way he uses Micah Parsons 
is different than most teams use their top situational pass rusher. Or I shouldn't say situational. Their top pass rusher, the way they creatively scheme is, I think, at least part of his success, right, Jay? Not just Micah yeah, being yeah, Micah. Yeah, for sure. You have, to, you have to be creative a little bit, especially with an athlete like him who can move all over the place. Yeah. But I think the key signing for them is Stephon Gilmore. You know, mm-hmm. he's a guy that can lock down a, a team's best receiver. Yeah. And obviously Bland is making some plays. He has six pick sixes, but that's because yeah. everybody's thrown away from Stephon. They have two quality corners. Uh, safeties are playing pretty good. And obviously uh, Micah and Demarcus Lawrence is still a good player. And they have a good rotational system on the front end. So mm-hmm. those guys stay healthy. They're able to move and stunt. They do a great job of doing stunts and twists and all that stuff to make it very difficult for big offensive linemen to move their feet and find everybody. And, um, yeah, Dan Quinn's an excellent football coach, an excellent defensive coach. Jay Gruden is with us, as he is each and every Monday at 2.30, or a little bit past, on the BetQL guest hotline. Uh, San Francisco, another runaway win, 28-16. I, I mean, I guess it was a little bit closer than than maybe, uh, you know, than a runaway, but ultimately they still put their stamp on it. I, I saw uh, you tweet about it, uh, and you said something about, you know, the system in San Francisco and Brock Purdy. Trent Williams was asked, your former left tackle was asked about it, and he said, look, he's not a system quarterback. I mean, he th- makes every throw. It's there in incredibly tight windows at times, and he's got plenty of zip, and he can do everything. And right now, I mean, it's hard to say that Brock Purdy's not the MVP of this league. I agree. That's my point. I mean, they say, well, it's because he's got a great supporting cast and it's a system. Well, Dak Prescott has a pretty good system, too. He's with Mike McCarthy, who's called place for a very long time. And his supporting cast is pretty good, too. they got a quality offensive line. C.D. Lamb, uh, Cooks, and Pollard, and the list goes on. Ferguson's playing good. So I don't want to hear that about the system quarterback. You have to go out there and you have to perform and put the ball where it's supposed to be, make plays when they're there. And he can also make plays when they're not there. He had a couple throws yesterday against Seattle that not many quarterbacks can make. So system schmistum. He's, he's got to make the plays. And he's, he's playing at a high level, man. Give the guy some credit for God. Ah, I'm with you, man. <laughs> I'm with you. I mean, you said it, of course, as uniquely <laughs> Jay Cruden would say it. I wish I could come up with some of your one-liners, Jay. You're you're, you're a pretty funny guy. Uh, I like that system schmistum. Um, all right, how about Baltimore outlasting the Rams and Sean McVay in overtime uh, in the bad weather? I, I You know, Look, I, the Rams are six and seven now. They're just gonna, I, I, I don't know. They're just gonna smash the Commanders. I'll say. It. I mean, there's, I don't see any way the Commanders can go out there uh, and hang tight in that game unless something majorly changes. But Baltimore at ten and three, they got a really tough schedule ahead. Are they the best team in the AFC, or is that still a big question in your mind? I think it's Miami right now. The way they're playing defense. Obviously, we know about their offense and their skill and their speed. Um, but I think defensively, Vic Fangio is doing a great job and getting Jalen Ramsey puts them over the top as a quality team in the AFC. And then I think you go Baltimore and Kansas City still and Buff- or not Buffalo, but those are the top three teams probably in my mind. Um, Jacksonville's taking a little bit of step back because their defense has struggled down the stretch here. Then you got a couple teams that are in the mix. If Buffalo can get in there, they can make a run. Uh, but I, I really think it's Miami, then uh, Baltimore and Kansas City. Jay Gruden is with us. Um, bouncing around uh, the rest of the NFL – and back to the NFC, Montez Sweat has been you know, a beast since the trade coming over to Chicago, got the big contract extension, uh, and so is surging Chicago. It looks like uh, maybe Eberflus keeps his job. Who knows? They've got two top five picks, at least currently right now, and the number one overall pick, 
All of a sudden, Jay, Chicago is re- – and they've got talent on all three levels of that defense, uh, especially if they keep the corner in free agency, which remains to be seen. All of a sudden, Chicago's like, whoa. I mean, th- they might be a powerhouse in the NFL like next year. Yeah, that's what people thought about them. What would happen this year with Justin Fields with some experience in that system, and then they struggled early, and Justin got hurt, so they you know had some problems. But Matt Eberflus is a great defensive coach now. He gets those guys playing hard and – very similar to Dallas-style defense, a lot of stunt and a lot of movement on that defensive line. And they have some speed now with Montez Sweat. He's playing extremely well. I just let him walk out the building. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he does a great job, and they're very competitive now. And if Justin Fields continues to play well these next four games, that's the biggest question Chicago has moving forward. What right. do we do with Justin? Do we keep him? Do we extend him? Uh, so that's the biggest issue for them moving forward. But I am impressed with the way they've come back and make it a very easily given up on the season. But they're not. They're fighting and they're playing hard. And what about boy wonder Ben Johnson uh, over on the other side? I mean, now that's two out of three games. Joe Barry, your former defensive coordinator here for a couple of years, uh, and Green Bay on Thanksgiving Day. And yesterday, uh, you know, this um, uh, uh, this Bears defense kind of shutting down that Lions offense. Is that just because you think maybe the offensive line injuries? I know Ragnow's been out, and I think they're missing their right guard. Or do you see something else that would be concerning about a guy that is absolutely at the top of everybody's list in terms of the next boy wonder? Well, he's obviously proven he can call plays, but they have struggled as of late. And, uh, you know, I don't know what the reasons are, but we'll have to see. But they have four huge games left because they're still fighting for a home playoff game, which is going to be very important for them. A home playoff game in Detroit would be critical for them. But he's obviously done a great job. They just struggled the last couple of weeks for some reason. It's hard to put your finger on it. Um, but you have to give him credit for how he's helped turn that Detroit Lion franchise right. around, him and Dan Campbell. Um, do, do you think that – it's it, it's I'm interested in this from your perspective because when you got the head coaching job here, you know you were the offensive coordinator with Andy Dalton and Marvin Lewis in Cincinnati. You guys had a lot of success, but going from OC to head coach, as you know, uh, that's a pretty big leap. How hard is that to be the creative offensive genius, but also to then take on all that extra responsibility? That's hard. You have to manage your time very well. You make sure you hire good people, uh, make sure you have a supporting cast that can help you. But you don't really realize how time-consuming it is becoming a head coach and all the extra things on your plate to what happens. You know, the yeah. schedules and the injuries and the trainer, the GM, the owner, the, you know, everybody, the assistant coaches, the players have some issues. Um, and then you're just like, oh, crap, i got to do third down right now. You know, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So you really have to rely on help, and you have to make sure that you don't try to do it all yourself like I tried to do my first couple of years. Once yeah. I started to you know, let some other guys like Sean McVay and uh, Kevin O'Connell do some help for me, it helped out a lot. Right. Yeah, that's going to be your biggest transition moving forward because that, that's why you got the job is for your creativity, your play calling. If you give that up when you're head coach, then why would they hire you? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, last thing for you, Jay, as we run out of time here. Um, we know it's a lost season for the Chargers at 5-8. and eight. Uh, and especially if uh, Justin Herbert, now with the broken finger on his throwing hand, is going to be unavailable, certainly it looks like, for a couple of weeks, if not the rest of the season. But my goodness, 0 of 12 on third down. I think they were 1 of 6 on fourth down. I know it's with Easton Stick, but for crying out loud. I mean, and and then they let Russell Wilson carve them up like right before halftime or right after halftime, I should say, uh, on a key dr- I, I mean, what a – like we talk about the commanders being a mess. The Chargers might be a bigger mess. 
I think so. The expectations for them coming into the season were very high, right? With Justin Herbert, yeah. Khalil Mack, and Bosa, and Derwin James. I mean, there's no reason. Uh, Allen, Keenan Allen, I mean, my God. Austin Eckler. So, I don't know. I can't explain it. I know that they have serious issues out there, and they're probably looking for a whole new coaching staff as well, unfortunately. But um, they have a talented team, and that's going to be a great destination for a new head coach, that's for sure. Jay Gruden uh, with us each and every Monday. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate it. As always, talk to you next week, all right? All right, Chris. Thank you. There you go. That's on the uh, Jay Gruden on the air and on the road. Uh, Mr. Gruden is driven by the Ted Britt Automotive Group, Ted Britt Ford in Chantilly and Fairfax, your F-150 headquarters, and Ted Britt Chevrolet in Sterling, all home to Ted Britt for life. Lifetime vehicle coverage. See and shop them all at tedbritt.com. All right, a final hour of power to go. We're with you until 4 o'clock. If you want to hop in, 301-230-0980 as we spin around uh, the NFL. There were games, of course, we didn't even get to uh, with Jay and storylines that we didn't get to. But you heard what he had to say about Kadarius Toney. And he wishes the refs did not throw the flag. He was not as pissed as Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, but he was really agitated by that. Fair or foul? Especially considering what happened to Terry McLaurin here last year on that Sunday night game. What do you think? 301-230-0980 on the Ace Law listener lines. Come on back. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.